0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on The art of the CEO, the show that brings you the most fascinating people and the wisest advisors in the business community from around our terrestrial orb I am, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymous Bosch of business. <laughs> Look it up. And today, you are about to learn how to get the most energy and the most expertise and everything out of those individuals working for you and working with you to make your dream come true. Yes, in this second part of our new hire series, your precious gray matter is going to make and some decisions and take away some aha attitudes and strategies to transform that top-talented individual you've just hired into a dedicated teammate. Now, I, I know this series is aimed at solopreneurs and entrepreneurs to sort of just getting into the hiring and management game. But if you're an, a veteran employer... You, Be wise and stick with us. Just because you've handled folks up very well up to now does not mean you cannot lead and motivate them a lot better, as you well know I am sure. So, whether you are the founder of a mail-order florist business like Melissa, dedicated to employing challenged folks outside the mainstream, or you're a successful church pastor like Dave, able to attract the highest level staff for each position, Pull up your chair a little closer. Join our feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. So let's plunge right in and get to your enterprise dreams flourishing and get them moving uh, by giving utmost care to your prime asset that is the grooming of your business growth engines, those talented people working at your side. And to help you sort of set the the uh, the worker treatment stage, I'd like to pass on to you this brief real-life episode told me by my new uh, business compadre, Art. and it's, it's a true scenario that he created back uh, in his former career days as a cop patrolling a beat. Now, As Art was was talking to me and telling me this story the other day over coffee, I realized that this is the perfect leadership parable for you folks trying to engage others to work with them and with you. And it begins. Art steps out of his patrol car onto the side of the road and witnesses a highly frustrated soccer mom. Big Van and all, you know the deal, who has been derailed from her absolutely frenetic schedule by a flat tire. Now, so what does Art do? Well, Art comes up and he turns to uh, the mother and then he turns to the 12-year-old son. After hearing her story, he turns to the 12-year-old son and says, uh, you want to help your mom, Get back on track and get moving, don't you? And he says, "Well, sure, I I do." And he says, "Well, just go to the glove compartment, get the manual out there, pull it open, and start reading it to me, and we'll see what we can do here." Uh, I say, "Okay, now now lay out. Uh, what does it say I need? Okay, good. Then you read the tools. Let's see. Let's check. We have we got the jack here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a lug wrench. Okay, got it. Um, everything is is uh is it ready? Okay, now. He, they go through the process, they begin uh the repair and he says, All right, now, um you've read this. Is it ready uh is it ready for you to jack up the tar, the the car now? And he says, Yes, yes, I think so and, and on it goes and he says, Okay. Uh now after you tighten the lug uh, nuts, um uh, you wanna uh so we'll, we'll go over them and make sure they're tidying You think that's a good idea? Yes, yes, I do. And so the kid is doing all this work, and, and they're handing things back and forth to each other. And all of us, without with a little uh, with a little effort, uh, guess what? The mom's schedule turns back to a fix. She's got the fixed tire, and her schedule turns back to just the mild motherly frenzy that a poor mom has to face nowadays. And a week later, after she's back on the road and things have gone well, Art comes home, opens his mailbox, and finds that he has received a letter from the mom. And he, she has thanked him, not for fixing the tire. She has thanked him for what he has given her son, that sense of contribution, that sense that he made a difference and moved things forward. So let's pause for a minute. What did Art do it was so right. Let, let's let's just sort of break this down a bit. Initially, from right at the outset, he gave the boy a very pointed individual motivation. You you want to get your mom back on the road, right? This is something individual. It's dealing with him and the boy. It's not you know for the greater good and glory of the roadways, cl- keeping them clear. No, no, no. Uh, it was individual. Secondly, he engaged the boy as a team member. He shared the work with him. They read back and forth. He the boy would, would the boy was reading and thus directing him and he made it clear that each one of them was dependent on the others. There's really no rank when your sleeves are rolled up. As a matter of fact as a matter of fact, right there, that is a quill pen moment. Uh, I want you to dip your pens in the inkwell because that is a timeless business truth and scroll this down and keep it in your memory book. There is no rank when your sleeves are rolled up and you're working. Now, another thing that Art did was he made the mission and the directions very clear and he made the boy's valuable, necessary part in it very clear. It was right there in the book. This needed to be done. We got to do this to get that. It's toward the goal. There was no question. Uh, we knew it was. He saw it was necessary. And finally, he credited the boy with the job and he thanked him. Oh, did I mention that he credited the boy and thanked him? I, it's, that seems to slip past so many of us. Huh? Anyway, the moral. <laughs> I'm getting punchy here. The the moral is that most individuals who are working don't get that kind of support and that kind of understanding and clarity or credit from uh the people they work with and so allow me to ask how, how are you doing Mr. employer are you giving all these things to your people um so there you have it and as it's just a sort of a little sideline there is a reason that I can, am not giving you Art's last name, and that is because, believe it or not, it's, it's untenable. The, the Policemen are not allowed to change tires because of the, the dangerous protocol issues and, and uh, the, the trouble they could get into. So Art has to do this on the sly. But that, that is a whole other show. We will discuss some other day, some other time. But for right now... That is, to me, a magnificent model of motivational leadership. And, all right, with that brief and tempting nosh at today's Feast of Wisdom, now it's time, allow me to uh, fulfill my duties as proper host, and lay before you a few utensils for the furthering of today's feast. So, as a first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice, that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask you, will this be the day that you assess assess your effectiveness with an outside audit? Uh, Get some trusted, honest, and insightful friend to lay out your performance as he sees you would some gifty God would give us to see ourselves as others see us? Or will you just continue to assume that you are absolutely marvelous and go your way unchanged? <laughs> the choice, my friend, is truly yours, and I think you know the way you want to make that one move. And uh, the second utensil... Uh, You need to steep your lips into a little laughter, so let's taste a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Squips book, which I am lifting here. Need me? Okay. Okay, okay, here we go. This is number 67. I like this. If you really, really get serious about everything you do, well, you probably won't enjoy yourself any better than anyone else does. And as an afterthought on that quip, actually, being serious is a destructively exclusive attitude. It allows you to be utterly self-absorbed while using some sort of work project as a front. Instead of narrowing your focus to some wincingly grim rut, why not seek solutions throughout the whole wide world around you and and while you're at it, heck, laugh a little, for goodness sakes. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, if you laughed at it, uh, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit Bart's that's Bart'sBooks.com, that's dot com, and pick up your copy of either 101 Best Business Quips or 102 Best Business Quips, uh, and you are going to have a whole new quibble quiverful of ammunition to make you and the agilely witted charmer who lightens the load of all the chain gang at work. And as a third utensil, I think perhaps we should appropriately entitle this the productivity prod. Woo-hoo. We profit you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is the name of the author. Who is the name the author that noted, the, the name of the author that noted all my life? I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be somebody. Now I see that I should have been more specific. <laughs> Those, that was spoken by none other than Miss Jane Wagner, the Emmy Award winning screenwriter, producer, and director, who was the one who wrote uh, all the jokes for comedian Lily Tomlin. And later on in the show, blurting your way is coming another enticing quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply jot that sage's noun, name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at books.com, that's I-N-F-O, at dot com And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, so, with utensils at hand, come on and let's gather some takeaway practical success tools for firing up that newly hired talent that you've just got coming to work for you. And I think first and foremost, one of the things that is that you yourself have to get legally and logistically set whether it's contract or salary, it makes no difference. You've got to find out what is legally demanded of you as an employer, for that's what you are, as I say, contract or salary. So check with, I, I mentioned this in, in the last time uh, when we talked about interviewing, Now let but, but think about the paperwork that's necessary. Check with SCORE, S-C-O-R-E, that's an association of retired business people that help uh, new folks just getting started—they meet in libraries. Just just visit, just write score and uh, your local area, and you will find where they meet and when. Also, your state—if see if your state has a local employers' association. They virtually all do somewhere. And in New Jersey, we have the E A N J, the Employers Association of New Jersey, new Jersey, run by the very patient, very willing to talk to you, Mr. John Sarno. And you can find out what you need from that association and its leaders. Also, the Small Business Association has seminars on exactly this. And one other thing you could do, it, it's, I like this because I've done this, is visit some HR, some human resource outsourcing sourcing service, uh, and list, talk to them as if you were a client. Take all, list down everything, all the services they provide. Then you take that list home, and you get to work. There may be time as your uh, business expands to uh, to hire a service like this, but for right now, here's the work. Divvy it up, see what you got to do, and, and take off with it. And once you're taking off, uh, while you're taking off and scribbling, uh, there's another thing you've got to do. This is more along the line of an attitude adjustment. You've got to look at yourself, and by that I mean protecting particularly your current operating system, and see where and how this new additional employee, this person, is going to fit into your business day. Uh, I don't mean what he's going to do, but how, where and how and who. You, you, you've got a boyfriend moving into your bedroom. Uh, you've got to clear out a drawer. You're going to give him a whole bureau. What are you going to do? How are you going to arrange yourself and your uh Your workspaces. Uh, And don't just think about this. Write, Write it down. Write a schedule down. Write spacing out and make the changes you need, but write it down. And as a hint to all of this, always, always, always pamper your new hire's work environment and adjust it to her individuality as you perceive it. But pamper, pamper, pamper is what's going to get you the little extra touches that show that you are concerned with them or what is going to push that person in response to your activity. And if you have just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO the show which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where well, you may listen and download this and, and, in fact, all our episodes by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheCEO. That's blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheCEO. the ah. CEO. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to some, some more helpful ideas the one of the things is when you're going to want a new hire meeting when the first person first comes don't set him right off to work and then come lunchtime say well let me go out and tell you what you're going to do this is this is part of work his learning the work is part of it you want to set up a learning environment the first thing you do he sits down she sits down with you and you are going to go over the job description, which is something you will have written down, of course. But uh, this is not the one that you did at the uh, when you were interviewing the person. Because now you're dealing with a real person and you're changing things. And you're going to write out this job description and you're going to do it this way. I'm insisting on it. You are going... The first thing you're going to do is you're going to begin with a mission. That is, you want to... Uh, you're going to... Insert your dream here. Uh, for example, uh, you, New Hire, are here to make this publishing firm into a major force in the workplace guidance industry and to make our books talked about and justifiably praised uh, as one of the tops in the field uh, or whatever your dream for your enterprise is. You've got to leave room for their ambition uh and and make sure uh, that they understand that they are part of this dream. And the other thing that you want to un- make understand in that in your job description is that you are you not only ex- uh, un- un- under will take ideas. You're not only receptive to them. You expect ideas. You demand innovation. And then you're going to provide a very clear pathway for this new hire to express those. You're going to show them how it's run up the flagpole, in a sense. You're going to show them how ideas get spread around to whom so nothing gets dropped in the cracks. And, you know, you should do this. Even if you're a solopreneur, you have to work out an idea system. Things, uh, ideas come and go. They can drop away. You don't want this person to feel frustrated and not listen to, and you don't want those ideas lost. So work that out and write it out and another thing you're going to want to add and then of course you come down to i guess the the other thing is what i call basic responsibilities it's a term i like to use for reaching our goals this is if you're a a, if you're hiring someone who's primarily a technical person then you they may maintain your website they may handle your social media avenues they may um Make sure that certain hardware along the line is working, and whatever it is, those those are the basics. This is this used to be the entire job description, just these base responsibilities. But you're going to include that as just part of it. Of you're going to put in what I what we said up top, and then uh, you're going to add uh, a final thing: the necessary human skills. And by then, I mean. Uh, you you will uh, you are here to develop a consensus, I mean, show compassion. I don't know, but two things you do want to add in these human skills is number one, to act as a spokesperson. Every person who works for you is connected with you, is a is not just a potential spokesperson. They are a spokesperson for your company. They will be speaking that, and you want them to see that as responsibility. And the other thing you want them to do is to say that you are here to bring in clients. And I do not care if you you are being hired as a line worker who handles a wrench on the Ford Motor Company line. You are expected to bring in clients because clients is business. You are part of this business. That's what we do. That's part of the dedication that you expect. And it's part of the privilege and it's the fun. It gives you... This is one of the fun responsibilities of it. And... So bring that up to the person. And I know I sounded very dictatorial on this, but most people's job descriptions and most of the ones that have ever been handed me in my career are just appalling. And so that's why I'm. if I'm a little fussy about it, please forgive me. Uh, and so before I carry on too much, too deep, hopefully you're uh, human talent motivating brain lobe is churning all the idea neurons and, and your little gray shells are probably shifting to overload. So my friend, let's take a pause and taste a brief survey from this wise feast to allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that company is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And this very day, Prometheus would invite you to look at one of its books leadership lessons from the cherokee nation and this is a a highly perspective twisting manual by chad corntessel smith you know, When when chad smith took over as principal chief of the cherokee nation it was just a, a strife-torn, chaotic entity. Uh, but by the end of his tenures, in only twelve short years, the nation had grown its assets from 150 million to 1.2 billion. They'd increased business profits 2,000 percent, created six thousand jobs, and or six hundred jobs, I think. Yes, yeah, six hundred. I'm sorry. And they had uh, enhanced the, the language, the culture, the education. And what I love about this is that Chad employed this profoundly simple point A to point B model. And you should look at this book. You should study this book and find the best way to uh, for, to move your own company forward. So just take your delicately deaf fingers and type out BartsBooks.com. That's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. Visit the bookstore. And pick up your copy, and while you're clicking your little fingers around that home page, don't forget to click on the little blue mailbox and pick up uh for absolutely free subscribe to a new business quip which comes your day, uh, your way through the enigma of email every week and gives you the laughter you so richly deserve. And speaking of marginal motivational enigmas, it's time to delve back into our multi-tentacle realm of entrepreneurial boss and the new hires and see how the uh best top your your top talent's potential can be most uh, lovingly and uh, profitably loosed. So, another thing that we all oh, that I see is is oh, is frequently neglected is the setting up of a review schedule. Mark Griffith of Laureate Biopharma was excellent at this. He would come in, and he every single individual head would come in and say, this is time for review, but it wasn't us reviewing you. He made them the presenter, and they would come in and re- to you, this is a creative, this is an aspect, you tell me what's going on you fill me in, the information comes to me, the CEO the, the head man, and you're you are the possessor of this and I need to hear it think how that makes that individual feel, and um, by the way, if you have others on your team uh, and and particularly if you've been wise enough, as I suggested in the last part of this series, if you've elected a board of adv- advisors Give him dates to make presentations to them. And a couple of things that you might want to do during this meeting is, number one, assign. you could even assign him a professional organization to visit and come back to you. If he's a, a tech uh, person, have him go to the State Technology Council and report back to you, or perhaps your own uh, industry organization, whatever. And then we come to the meat of this, of this schedule. After you hear what he has done and after he's reported to you what he's done and trying to do and so forth, you're then going to turn and say, all right, what slowed you down? And then you're going to follow up with two separate questions. What do you need to do to be more productive? And what does the team and company need to do to make your efforts more smooth and profitable and go better? These are separate questions, and they shouldn't be asked one right after another, the way I, the way I just did to you, you, you ask them and let them see, let this this new hire see that she is, her time is precious, her work is precious, it's cared for, and together you can work out a solution. And uh, so, and as you're doing this, I, I shouldn't even have to say this, I shouldn't even have to say this, but make your mission and your Instant goals, that is, the, the project goals, very clear and constant. Keep them always before this. You can do this not just at the review, but all through the workplace. And uh, this is something that is is so obvious that it gets overlooked. You know, it's 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 like the trout in the milk. People just pass it right by. And you, if if I don't, I can all fired up to go, but I better know that exactly my goal is to scrabble up over that wall and come down on the inside, and here's here's how I'm supposed to do it. If I don't, I need that in front of me. The more step-by-step you make the directions, uh, the easier it is to do this. The Army is beautiful at this. Everything is broken down step-by-step, and uh, it's amazing how many people they can get to do exquisitely uh, difficult tasks. So I pass that on to you. As I say, I shouldn't even have to mention it, but there you have it. Now, uh, final, finally, there is one thing. Um, probably I shouldn't have to say this either, but uh, when you first get your new hire, it's, it's credit with enthusiasm. And this is particularly helpful. I When I was first working for Ziff Davis, um, marvelous publishing company. Um, I was given an assignment to create a, uh, a directory. I won't bore you with the particulars, but I had just come out and contacted everybody. Bill Sif came down and grabbed me and said, this is a wonderful job. You've done a great job. I really like the way you've done that. And Hanlon, he pumped my hand and I'm sort of standing here flabbergasted uh, and, and not really knowing. Uh, Gee, I, I didn't think it was all that good. But he... Did this, and he made me feel oh, okay, what I had done, it, it sets a a habit of credit, and it also sets, a, it sets up an expectation that work is rewarded, and that was right in from the very first item I did, and so it's very important that it's personal and sincere the first time, that first uh, gush of credit comes sincere, and if you have uh some reprimands or things that you would like to give wait a little bit come back when he starts working the next time and say you know you could fix this away don't 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 make the message uh and finally uh i, I we have oh there's a million things about um uh, i talked about pre supposing your structured goals like when do you think you're going to be ready to chat with clients? When do you uh, plan on bringing new clients? And you know that sort of presupposition that I talked to him the, at the very beginning about. Assume that work will be done. There's, that's one thing. But the other thing is uh, that you have to find a way to work around this individual's strengths and his weaknesses. I uh, we we do not have one size fits all protocols because you're working with People and you want to get the best out of them so you don't force them to do things that they're poor at i had one pr person who just could not write down anything (laughs) and she was brilliant with ideas she would do lots of work but she was the, the the form filling out she just didn't do it so we worked up a phone system of a phone call, tell me what you do, and, and uh, I doubt the ideas that I mean, do whatever, that, that's a simple example, but do that, and above all, remember that you are dealing with an individual. I said that was the last, but there's one I, I just can't resist, and that is make sure that you brainstorm your personal managerial dilemmas with this person from time to time. It sort of takes them up to the next level. All right, that's, I, uh, we are running out of time, and I have gone way past and given you much too much to think about, but uh, I hope some of this will make you realize that the individuals you work with are important, and they are your greatest asset, and it's quid pro quo. The better you treat them, the more talent and the more energy and good old-fashioned loyalty and devotion you're going to get back at. I guarantee it. So as we round out today's feast, uh, allow me to remind you that I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation, and that is, who is the person who said, litigation is a machine in which you go in as a pig and come out as a sausage <laughs> this uh, quote author uh, as as a hint this quote author is one we have uh, employed before and um, he is the individual who so prolifically penned the, the devil's dictionary and all it and remember if you know the name of that author uh... Just send that right on. Just write the author's name down as you believe him or her to be. And send it right off to info at dot That's I-N-F-O at dot com, And you will win, if you know the answer, The an absolutely power-thrusting, career-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband... Tis humans' kind's most unique fate and greatest survival tool that uh, good old fate ever pricks you to do ever better than you've done before. And it is a very generous uh, second gift of the good Lord to add uh, the gift of spouses and co-workers to keep you ever mindful of where the flaws lie that might be improved. <laughs> so to you who are gleefully sharing our feasts. I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as uh, I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. And if you would like to learn more about this, find past episodes, and find everything about our guests and all the, the wisdom that has come forth, just visit theartoftheceo.com that's theartoftheceo.com and you can connect with all the people who make this show absolutely ridiculous and helpful and do tune in to the art of the CEO next week as uh, you're going to get a peep into the tricks of leadership from those business masters you're going to get some applicable aha ideas that you wish you'd thought of and these are what the masters use and finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, privilege. I thank you. With the Lucky Lands Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.